Jam-packed show for you today here on Lock on MLB Prospects. We're talking American League East. Yesterday we covered the Yankees. Now we're talking the rest of the division. Uh, who has the good farm systems? Who's number one? And how will these farm systems impact the big league teams this year? All that and more on today's Locked on MLB Prospects. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And as I tease in the cold open, I want to talk American League East. We had a great conversation yesterday with Stacey Gasulius of Locked On Yankees. We talked all about the Yankees top to bottom, uh, some of the prospects you've heard of, some of the ones you haven't, how they're going to do, and how the Yankees got those pitchers to be so good. And so today... I wanted to kind of expand on that and talk the rest of the division. So compared to the Yankees, where are the Orioles and the Red Sox? Where are the Blue Jays and the Red Sox? Um, you know, the Rays, like where are all these teams in there? And so I think any conversation about uh, minor leagues in the American League East has to start with the Baltimore Orioles. And the thing about the Baltimore Orioles is right now they have the number one prospect in all of baseball catcher Adeli Rutschman, and then they have the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, right-hand pitcher Grayson Rodriguez. So Rutschman's one of those guys that, I mean, if you remember, he was a junior in 2019 in college, and he he was favored to win, like, like to be one of the top draft picks, and he absolutely lived up to it. He, uh, he won the Golden Spikes and the Dick Hauser Awards as the best player in college baseball. Uh, Oregon led Oregon State to the College World Series, won the College World Series, went number one, and then got a record $8.1 million bonus to sign. And so despite losing the 2020 to the pandemic, he was at the alternate site, but he had plenty of time to go out and really polish what was already a pretty robust bag of tools. Um, so switch hitter. And the thing that I love is he walks more than he strikes out. I mean, he really has the plate discipline and the awareness of the strike zone and what's in and what's not. Um, you drive the ball from both sides of the plate, which is not something I feel like you see a lot with switch hitters. Usually um, when they when they flop over to the other side, uh, they, sometimes they're sacrificing power for the matchup for on-base percentage. I feel like he can drive the ball from both sides of the plate. Uh, plenty of pop. He can get the ball out of the ballpark. He can hit home runs. And he doesn't necessarily have to sell out for power. So he can, he still maintains his approach and his offensive, um, his his patience while waiting for a pitch to drive. It reminds me a lot of the talk about the Yankees yesterday with the the, the objective of hitting strikes hard. He does that. He hits strikes hard, but he also has the awareness to lay off of a slider out of the zone, things like that. So offensively, definitely um, as as build, lived up to the hype. And then defensively, he was already plus, and it got better, I feel like, in his first year of pro ball uh, when he got used to working with major league pitchers. And so he can call the game 
And if you remember, I think it was last week, we talked about how we don't really have a good way to measure catcher performance. And so this is one of those areas where I'm glad he's the number one overall prospect because I feel like uh, in past years, maybe we wouldn't rate him number one because we simply didn't understand the variable of how do catchers call a game and handle a staff. Uh, and we still don't have a metric for that. We still can't measure that, but we understand that we don't know enough about it. So I'm glad that he gets recognized for that. He's got great agility back there, works very well with the pitchers, and he has a, a, a really strong arm to kind of uh, you know, shut down base dealing before it happens. Uh, so definitely a, definitely a leader from the catcher position, a guy that I fully expect to be up in 2022 um, and make an impact in Baltimore to really do well for the Orioles in 2022. But then couple that with the best pitching prospect in baseball as well. So Grayson Rodriguez, uh, he was a 2018 first round pick and I believe he was a, he was a prep pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 6'5", 220, just kind of a big kid, number 11 overall in 2018. And uh, when he hit, when he got in the pros, and started putting on weight and physically developing, you could really see what was what was good getting to even better in his game. Um, he had a he he debuted in full season ball in 2019, was actually selected for the futures game through a perfect inning, and then spent all of 2020 out the alternate side. An, another guy who took advantage of the downtime of no season to get better in 2020. He's got a four pitch mix. Uh, his fastball sits 95. He can touch 99 if he needs to. Um, it's got it's he he has a very over the top delivery, so it comes down on batters, which is 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 always visually something that that is hard to deal with for a batter. Sinks quite a bit. He's got a change up with um sits in kind of the low 80s. He's added some spin to it, so it's a little more deceptive than it used to be. Kind of looks like a fastball when it comes out of his hand. Obviously, you love to see that. We've talked a lot about the changeup. The two big things on the changeup is you need a significant difference between the fastball and the changeup, and then you need it to break. You need it to move uh, in some way because if it doesn't move, it's just a slow batting practice fastball, and it's going to get crushed. His definitely kind of you know runs under the barrel, slides down, so I think it's good. His slider... About 82 miles an hour, a little bit slower than you see some modern sliders, but still an out pitch. He has an upper 70s curveball, uh, so a lot of different, a lot of different pitches in his arsenal. And uh, he 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 got a lot better while he was at the alternate site of being able to consistently execute all of these pitches. His delivery is very repeatable. Uh, it looks like he's he's able to continue to to do that over and over and over again in a game. So. Um, he'll be 22 this year. I look forward to him to kind of continue what he does this season and um, and really kind of, I mean, show off that he has the potential to be a frontline starter going forward. I mean, you're looking at a number two guy, uh, if not a number one, just simply based off of his stuff and how good he can handle all of his stuff. At 21 years old, he had a great, he had four great pitches. He had four plus pitches last year at 21 years old. You're only going to get better from there. And then to go along with that, there's some other uh, top-rated prospects, shortstop Gunnar Henderson. He's uh, like number 80 in the top 100. They've got um, Jordan Westberg 
and then they picked up two new guys for their top 10 in the 2021 draft, uh, outfielder Colton Kowser and then Connor Norby. And so the Orioles have a lot of depth, and I think that they've just been able to take over uh, for Tampa Bay as the preeminent farm system in the American League East. And that doesn't mean that Tampa Bay's farm system is not good. Tampa Bay's farm system is absolutely fantastic. It's actually, I mean, kind of absurd. And the thing you have to understand is Tampa Bay's farm system is number two in the American League East. It's probably top five or six in all of baseball. And that's after you graduated Wander Franco, who was the number one overall prospect. You graduated Luis Patino. You graduated Shane McClanahan. And like, despite doing all of that, this is still one of the top 10 uh, systems in all of baseball. I mean, incredibly deep. Uh, you had a bunch of guys break out last year, like Taj Bradley, Curtis Mead, Tommy Romero. Uh, you've got a lot of, of upper-level talent. You've got pitcher Shane Boz. You've got um, infielder Vidal Brujan. And the thing with Brujan, like you saw them call Brujan up last year. And he played, I want to say he was in Tampa for maybe two weeks. And they just didn't have a spot for him because they're so deep, both in the uh, both in the major league level and in the farm system, um, up the middle with position players. And so I look for them to find a place to stick Vidal Brujan this year just to get his absurd speed on the field. And then what I love about the the, the Rays, you can tell how deep this system is because you can see how good they were last year. So to kind of recap what the, I mean, obviously the Rays won 100 games. Uh, they won the American League East second straight year. They're the top seed in the American League. But then like as a as a whole system, top to bottom, they had the highest winning percentage of any organization. AAA Durham finished the, with the best record in AAA. Um, the uh, AA Montgomery Biscuits uh, made the playoffs. I think they finished second in the Southern League. Uh, I think like double A South. Yeah. Double A South. Um, high A Bowling Green went 82 and 36 best full season winning percentage of the entire minors. They won the high A East championship. Charleston also won 80 games, 82 and 38. They won the low A East title. Uh, even the rookie league, the Florida complex league raise uh, the rookie ball had a 737 winning percentage. There's no playoff, uh, th there's no postseason in the complex league, but they still, I mean, they still won the championship for the Florida Complex League. And so just an incredibly deep system at all entire levels. And like I said, you saw a bunch of guys come up. Um, they even gave away two top pitching prospects to get Nelson Cruz, who didn't hit when he got to Tampa. And I think that that's something about the ballpark. You saw Willie Adamas get traded from Tampa Bay to you know to Milwaukee and just start raking when he got there. I think there's something about the batter's eye in Tampa that's keeping guys from batting. But this system is still incredibly deep. Shane Boz, I think he's a top 20 prospect overall. I mean, I really think that he might be a number one pitcher in the MLB. Uh, you know, when he gets called up, he just looks absolutely fantastic. You saw a bunch of guys. You saw infielder Curtis Mead. He was um. He was traded from Philadelphia to Tampa Bay in 2019. I think that was the Christopher Sanchez deal. Uh, he looked fantastic. He was in um, Charleston and Bowling Green, got a cameo in Durham, looked really good. Um, like I said, Taj Bradley, he was 2018 pick, fifth round. Um, really kind of broke out, 12-3, and three, 183 ERA, 
0.93 whip, 31 walks in 103 innings, 123 strikeouts between Charleston Bowling Green. Uh, throws hard with a fastball, very repeatable motion, but then he's got a good uh, slider, good curveball. He's definitely going to be in the top, in, you know, in the top list next year, in the top 100. And then you saw Josh Lowe, I think, get called up for, I believe it was two games in Tampa. I mean, Josh Lowe just looked absolutely fantastic. And so this new year has the potential to look really, really good for the Rays. And uh, and speaking of new year, um, it's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit, eating healthier, things like that, include Built Bars in your plan. Built Bars, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, I think it's better than a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, usually has 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, tons of protein. So my idea is go get some Built Bars. If you don't know what you like, get the variety pack. We had a package show up at my house today. And so I went in the kitchen with my wife and we pulled it out and there's coconut almond, there's peanut butter brownie, there's um, cherry barcia, there's raspberry, there's mint brownie. There's tons of flavors. Uh, if you don't know what you like, get the variety pack. I think there was 18 bars in there, nine different flavors. That's all the regular flavors Built Bar has. But then if you watch the website, they've got limited time flavors going on as well. Churro is a flavor that's out there right now. So go to Built.com, check it out to see what's new. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So... Again, we love the Ray system, love the Orioles system. Both are probably top five, top six systems in baseball. But then you go from there and just looking at like all of the systems in the division are like, there's none of these that are bad. I mean, uh, the Red Sox, probably, you know, 10 to 12 overall. Uh, they were a lot worse. They have, they have added some stuff. They've, they've, they were one of the highest rated systems in like 2015 or so. Obviously, they turned that into three straight division titles and a world championship. So you kind of have to, you know, they had they had graduated a lot of guys. They had traded some guys. You kind of have to reload that um, because 2020 was so rough because they had such a bad roster in 2020. They were able to trade a bunch of veterans for youngsters, and then they got a number four overall pick. So ended up they ended up getting Marcelo Meyer with that shortstop, number nine overall in all of baseball. Um Ended up, I, I think he ended up being probably the best prospect in the 2021 draft. So just really a great, um, a great choice there. They did a good job at, at scouting and finding some other guys. Uh, Jaron Duran, outfielder, he's like number 25 or 26 overall in baseball. He was a ninth round pick. Uh, so I'm sorry, seventh round pick in, 20, in, in 2018. So just really able to kind of go out and find some of the hidden gems. You don't always think of a, of a seventh round pick as a guy who's going to be in your in your top 10 are going to be in the top 25 of all of baseball, but the Red Sox did that. Nick York was a first rounder in 2020. Uh, definitely on the list. Uh, Brian Bello, one of the guys that I mentioned for a possible Brian Reynolds trade. If you're trying to get Brian Reynolds, they signed him in 2017 for $28,000 out of the Dominican. Uh, you obviously, you got Tristan Cassis at first base. He's number 18 overall. And whenever you see a guy who is a first baseman who makes these lists, it's one of those things he makes the list because offensively he's just so intimidating. I mean, this kid has a bat. This kid can absolutely rake and you're going to see him continue to do that. You're going to see him continue to, to hit offensively. I mean, and, and you have to, if you're a first baseman, I mean, we've seen the calculations for like 
defensive runs saved, how the biggest discounts given to first base because it's the easiest um, defensively to play. So if you're going to be the number two prospect in a system and you're going to be a top uh, top 20 prospect, you have to rake. And that is thankfully something Tristan Cassis does. I mean, he did um, he did double A, he did triple A, he played for Team USA at the Olympics. Mike Shosha actually said that he was one of the better players for Team USA. 6'5", 245, just absolutely massive human being. He has the power to match. And I really think that he's going to, um, he's probably going to reach the majors in 2022. I don't necessarily know how that's going to work out. I know that um, you've got one more year of the DH there in um, in Boston. Obviously, you have a first baseman right now, Bobby Dahlbeck. I don't necessarily know how that shakes out. But when we were talking to Stacey Gutsulius yesterday, we were talking about Volpe having moved to second. The whole thing is, if a guy's playing well enough to play at the MLB level, you do whatever you have to do to get him in the lineup. So I don't necessarily know if that means Dahlbeck going to um, going to first, if that means J.D. Martinez having to sit at the bench. I don't necessarily know what it means, but I know that if they decide that Tristan Cassis is ready, they're going to bring him up, and he's going to rake when he gets to MLB. He had uh, 14 home runs and 300 at-bats last year, batted 279, and... I mean, I really, he'll start off at AAA, but he's going to reach the majors. And then when you kind of go through and you just look at some of these other guys that they have in this system, I mean, um, Jaron Duran struggled a little bit last year. He was a second baseman in college. So when they got him in the 2018 draft, uh, part of that was learning a new position. And I feel like he he transformed from a slap hitter who who just used his fantastic speed to beat balls out to a hitter who was trying to launch balls for home runs. You saw him add a big leg kick and a stride in there, uh, trying to trying to get more power behind his swing. He's been tinkering with it. I think that once he figures out his approach, he'll do a lot better against MLB pitching. You saw him look a little overwhelmed last year, but I think he'll start in AAA and kind of when he figures out what kind of hitter do I want to be? Do I want to be an average? Do I want to hit for average? Do I want to hit for power? How do I balance this out? I think once he does that, he's going to be average to, to above average at both. And while he's doing that, his his speed is going to just absolutely be an asset. He's going to be able to to man center field. He's going to be able to 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 really have an impact in center in Fenway for this team for a while. He doesn't necessarily have the natural instincts for center again he's second baseman in college but he's getting there he's developing what he does uh and i think he's going to be in boston this year and he's definitely going to make an impact on this system and i honestly can't wait to see it as this new season goes we're going to kind of see how he adapts to triple a and how he figures out what his approach is and um but Align wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs. Boston's team, the Patriots, got beat by the Bills, who famously got beat by the Chiefs in an amazing game last weekend. Um, I do think that we're going to see some sort of calls for for overtime rules in the playoffs to get changed, where both teams get a chance to ch- touch the ball, because Josh Allen played fantastically in that game. I think he's thrown nine touchdowns in the last two weeks and and then lost without touching the ball in that second playoff game. But whether you believe in in Josh Allen or you believe in individual players or a team, now's your chance to go to bet online. Uh, check out their new updated desktop and mobile website uh, and kind of put that money where your mouth is. So 
50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to get started. And football or basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, any of those. Just like don't wait, take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022 because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. And then a, a really interesting system in the American League East, I think, is Toronto because Toronto moved a lot of guys out of their system with an intent to, to bolster the big league team. And we saw Toronto finish with the best record in the majors that didn't make the postseason. They were the first team out. And so we saw that their farm system took a hit at the expense of improving the big league club, and they were almost there. And so I really see I really see them as a system that's prepared to make some moves. And specifically, I think that they're that they need to make a move for some pitching. If you look in the system, um, I mean, they had they've got some uh, some some decently rated prospects. Catcher Gabriel Moreno is a guy that I'm excited to watch. Uh, shortstop third baseman Aurelius Martinez, uh, another shortstop third baseman Jordan Groshans. But they some of these guys gave Moreno um, Aurelius Martinez had great seasons, but then that was kind of counterbalanced out with. Um, an injury riddled season for Nate Pearson. And so I think that they need pitching. The Blue Jays need pitching in this system. That's probably a weakness. And we saw one of their, their, um, they picked Gunnar Hogland from Ole Miss uh, in, I believe it was, he was a, they got him in the first round in the 2021 draft. He probably would have been top 10. They got him at 19 because he needed, he needs Tommy John surgery. And so, even to, like despite the injury, he's probably going to immediately come in when he's able to pitch in 2023 and be a top 10 prospect in the system. And part of that is he's a good pitcher. Part of that is because there's just a lack of pitching talent in the J system. And so if there's a weakness there, it's definitely that, that they need more pitching in the system. And specifically, they need guys who, who profile to be starters at the major league level. Um, I, Nate Pearson, again, injury-riddled season. I think Nate Pearson has the stuff. His fastball sits high 90s. He can touch 102. He's got a hard slider. He's got a curve, a change. But his delivery is not necessarily repeatable. It's not something that he can do a lot. And I'm concerned that that's what's going to hold him back from being an impact starter. If he can, if his, if he can master the delivery, master the repeatable delivery that keeps him from getting hurt, uh, and he can stay healthy for a season. I think he has a ceiling as a number two or number three starter in Toronto. It's just a matter of being healthy to do it. And without that, uh, you end up having to move him into the bullpen and use him as a high leverage relief. He'd be great at that role, but you don't draft guys this high and you don't necessarily you know, have guys this high in your system with the intention of making them relievers. You want them, obviously, to start. So... um. We'll see what happens there with Nate Pearson. We hope he's healthy this year. We hope his mechanics are just a little more synchronized, a little more uh, lined up and and repeatable so that he can stay healthy. Um, but I still think that the 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 New York Yankees are, are a threat as far as system ranking uh, to overtake the Blue Jays. The Yankees, I mean, they've kind of been hovering in that that um, that upper 20s region 
they they expended some talent last year to get some guys. They went out. They got a Anthony Rizzo. They got a Joey Gallo. They sent some guys out to get that um, Andrew Heaney, Clay Holmes. But as we talked about yesterday on the show with Stacey Katsoulias, they had a lot of guys take massive leaps last year. Uh, we've already talked about obviously Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Oswald um, Peraza. Luis Gill, something like that. They've had a lot of guys take giant jumps. If you want to hear more about the Yankees system, go back and check yesterday's show. Uh, it was a really good time with Stacey. But I really like I really do think that this system, the Yankees system has better, like guys have better talent and tools than the Blue Jays system. And so if you're ranking them, you're you I think you have to put like Despite the difference at the top, I think you have to put the Yankees above the Blue Jays, but everybody is still significantly behind the Orioles and the Rays. Uh, I expect the Rays to graduate some of these guys out this year. I expect Shane Boss to graduate this year. I expect Vidal Bruhan to graduate this year. I expect Josh Lowe to graduate this year. And so the Rays are probably going to drop out of that number two spot in the East as far as the the farm system goes. I imagine they'll still be pretty high up there uh in the East, they'll probably still win the division. Uh, the Orioles are going to be bringing some guys uh, to Baltimore. Adele Rutschman's the, the, obviously the big one that we're watching, but a lot of guys stepping forward that are going to be impacting the roster. I don't know if they're going to graduate as many guys as Tampa Bay will, especially with Tampa Bay graduating guys last year as well. Um, so the Orioles will probably still be the best system in the East at the end of this season. Uh, obviously, we're projecting out. I haven't seen any of these guys. Obviously, we don't have a lot of video and access to these guys right now, short of we can DM on Twitter and see if they want to come on. So if there's a guy that you want to, uh, you want us to talk to, you want us to reach out to see if we can get them on the show, reach out to the show on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Uh, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget check out the show on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. Like and subscribe there. Tell your friends about it. And stay tuned for more exciting prospect talk next week. We're having a chat with the Braves. We're talking finances of minor league baseball teams and a lot more. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. 